you are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast, Landon, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well. Uh, you know, we're, we're reaching the new year. It's time to move on past 2020. If, I don't know if you noticed, but we got rid of the tree already. Like, it's <laughs> it's out with the old and, and in with the new. We are ready to move on past. And and frankly, it's, 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 a, it's, a, new, it's a new mindset covering the Cowboys now. Suddenly, they're eligible for a playoff game. And, you know, mm-hmm. very, very likely things, if a set of very, very likely things happened for the Cowboys uh, suddenly we're talking about hosting a home playoff game as ridiculous as that sounds yeah we kind of threw away this season over the last couple of weeks we are just rooting for these young guys against the you know 49ers and the Bengals but all of a sudden the Cowboys have won three straight games and if they beat the New York Giants in week 17 Landon, we're going to have a stressful Sunday night as we cheer on our Philadelphia Eagles uh, to beat the Washington football team. So just an absolutely wild week ahead of us. Uh, And let's get into our game preview. We're going to talk about the Cowboys and Giants. We're going to talk about the matchups on both sides of the ball. Uh, And let's start with the Cowboys offense because this is a unit that's actually played pretty well over the last three weeks. They're averaging well over 30 points per game. They've scored 30 points in each of their last three games. Andy Dalton's playing good football. Not great football, but good football. Uh, The wide receivers continue to dominate. How do you think this group matches up against this Giants defense on Sunday? Well, you know, I have some concerns. I mean, honestly, I think one of the things that we've kind of, you know— it's been a very crazy season, and 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 one of the things I had discussed when I went on the Locked On Giants crossover podcast this week is that, you know, in the past it, it feels like we had really good knowledge of the NFC East teams because a lot like the Cowboys, they didn't change a lot, right? No, and, and so no. and so it was really kind of easy to keep tracks, to keep dibs of them. You play them twice a year, you know the teams pretty well, and then you know outside of uh, outside of the Eagles, all th- all three of the other teams changed head coaches and changed mm-hmm. you know, coaching culture and things have changed a lot for these for all three teams and frankly even with the Eagles they, they, they've had a lot of turnover so the, the, the division has had a ton of turnover and this is a long way of saying you kind of lose track exactly of where the Giants are and what kind of team they are I mean you know Daniel Jones you know a little bit about some of the offensive pieces because Barkley but the defense has quietly become quite good you know, they, they, they had always built uh, at the defensive interior. They have three really strong defensive tackles that they like to mm-hmm. use. Um, and they've, they spent high picks for and they've, they've gotten pretty decent return. They brought in Blake Martinez, who at the time, you know, was kind of a meh signing, I yeah. thought. you know He's from, been good for them, though. Absolutely. He's been absolutely incredible. I mean, I, I, mean, I say incredible. Incredible as you're going to get for a middling market guy absolutely. that you get off the free agent heap for a linebacker uh and then you know on top of that they've gotten a little bit uh, something out of jabril peppers uh they mm-hmm. they they uh seem to have hit something with logan ryan um and that's all 
without even mentioning James Bradbury, who is probably playing like a top five cornerback right now. Um, so I think that the thing that has you know just surprised me the most when kind of just going and looking at this team, even compared to when the Cowboys played them the last time, uh, when you know it, that game kind of feels like a blur because it was the day that yeah. the, the Dak got hurt, and so everyone just yep. forgot about it. The Cowboys were able to put up thirty seven points against this defense. I don't think that that's going to happen this week unless they continue the kind of historic turnover pace that they've had the last two or three weeks. Yeah, Patrick Graham with the Giants has just done a fantastic job of building that defense and getting them to play way above their heads because you mentioned the interior defensive linemen. I think we like all those guys individually, right? Dalvin Tomlinson is a guy that we especially like. Leonard Williams is playing the best football of his career. Dexter Lawrence is a first-round pick, but... You don't really peg any of those guys as like dominant pass yeah. rushers, right? They're all like really stout run defenders who can give you a little bit, but they really are having all the success on defense without a dominant edge rusher. Kind of eh, linebackers, although Martinez is playing well, and then the corners are really good. So um, I want to start with this, Landon. We saw last week the Cowboys going up against a really good cornerback in Darius Slay, and instead of just throwing you know, at him, they basically just found one defensive back that the Eagles, uh, you know, were trying to hide and the Cowboys just targeted him over and over and over. Do you anticipate a similar game plan this week for the Cowboys just throwing opposite of James Bradbury all day long? You know, I do. And I think that, you know, speaking with, with uh, again, going back to my conversation with Patricia at Locked On Giants, I, I was surprised that she that she felt pretty confident in the ability of the Giants to match up with the, the, the Cowboys' the, well, big three. And, and I think that teams in general have kind of gained a level of confidence there because if they've been able to get to, the, to Andy Dalton, then, mm-hmm. you know, they haven't had a lot of opportunities to get the ball to all three wide receivers. What's happened the last few weeks is that they've had that kind of opportunity. They've had Dalton's had that time to get rid of the ball, uh, and Gallup has gotten involved, and Gallup has gotten involved, involved down the field, and and that has stretched things out even more for Cooper and for Lamb. So, uh, and then of course, obviously, the culmination of all that was was what we saw last week, where all of them had pretty big games. All three mm-hmm. wide receivers had pretty good games in all the same game. So, I, I you know I think that there is talent in this uh, in this Giants secondary. I think there is talent on this Giants defensive line um, what I what I you know what I think was going to be the crux of all this is how well you know because having talent in your defensive secondary is not the same as having talent in your specific cornerback room and right. because those are the right. guys that are going to have to keep up specifically with Gallup and Lamb and, and she was like you know what well, they have some had some cover problems covering in the slot and I was like well covering in the slot is is going to be a big issue because CD Lamb I think is going to be one of the guys that's mm-hmm. really going to try to eat in this and I don't know if they're going to have Bradbury chase anybody into the slot I assume Bradbury is going to spend a lot of time with Cooper maybe I some time with that. Gallup yeah. especially after last week but I think Lamb's going to be the guy that they're going to have an interesting time trying to keep up with if they try to put like like Jabril Peppers on Lamb or someone like that, then Lamb's going to have a, a, another big day, I, I have a feeling. so Yeah, we've even seen Logan Ryan play in the slot a little yep. bit as well. There's just a big size disadvantage there. And, I mean, Logan Ryan's a good player. I don't think he's a great player. I think that's somebody that C.D. Lamb could have success against. Yeah, I mean, again, I think that these are, these are guys that are, are more type of 
uh, fluid d- defensive back types. I mean, you can have Logan Ryan play in the slot, but I, I mean, I don't know that I love that matchup for them. No. So I, I think for the Cowboys, it's about fine. Now, I, you know, despite what we said about the, the defensive interior and the pressure that they're going to see from some serious bullies in the in the interior of that defensive line, and that is going to potentially limit the ability of the Cowboys to run the football, which means that, you know, they're going to need to throw the football more, which you know they have to sure. find a way okay. to block up the interior but the outside is is where it's going to really be an interesting matchup because it, you know normally you talk about strength versus strength but this is kind of more of a a weakness versus weakness mm-hmm. you know that the Cowboys offensive tackles have not played well uh but neither really have the Giants pass rushers so it'll be interesting to see it's such a pivotal spot how you know two kind of weak spots uh, that that are matched up against each other between the Giants and the Cowboys? How that all kind of plays out? It's real. It's a real wild card. Yeah, two things really quickly before we move on to the other side of the ball. I think this is a Dalton Schultz game as well. I think yeah. he's going to have to be really key uh, in moving the chains because again. I don't think this is a game that Amari Cooper is going to have a ton of success. So you need Schultz to be the guy to move the chains on third and four, third and five, doing those little the Jason Witten routes, right? Go run to the sticks, turn around, and get an extra yard. I think Schultz needs to have a big game. Uh, and also the running backs, Lane. And we talked about uh, a couple weeks ago the Cowboys getting into this true you know, 50-50 split or starting to ride the hot hand depending on the matchup. Last week, it was Ezekiel Elliott against the Eagles. He played one of the best games of his career. Who do you think is the the right running back to lean on this week? Is it Elliott because of his veteran experience? Or do you think Pollard with his speed to maybe get outside and, you know, to, to abuse these linebackers a little bit? Yeah, that's what I was going to say is, is even though Martinez has been a real revelation for this this team, you know, I don't know that they have a lot outside of that. And, and we talked about I just mentioned that their edge, their edge players are not great you know they've they've had some injuries there uh Mm -hmm. and 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 they just have not had a lot of talent at the you know full-time talent there so it might be a day that that it might be a little bit better for tony pollard because you gonna be able to test the edge get get everybody moving uh horizontally and and really kind of try to dice them up that way and then maybe after three quarters of of making these defensive tackles run a little bit uh you send in a fresh zeke to kind of cut them up inside a little bit and see if he can make hay that way. I, I think it just it just doesn't set up for a game where Zeke is going to have a ton of success between the tackles, right? No, and I was going to say actually when you mentioned before, I wouldn't be surprised if Zeke and Pollard get involved pretty heavily in the run, in the pass game as well. I would agree. You know, just because I think that anything that can take advantage of the middle of that defense, get those players that you want to have the football in their hands involved in another way. If if you can't run them between the tackles, find a way to get the ball in their hands on the move uh, against these linebackers and these strong safeties and just, you know, as, as a means to just, you know, continue to move the chains. All right, let's go ahead and transition over to the defense. Uh, the Cowboys defense has been better over the last couple of weeks. They only allowed 17 points to the Eagles. They got a bunch of turnovers. We've seen that now in a couple of straight weeks. Uh, they are facing a quarterback in Daniel Jones who loves to give the ball away. Uh, how do you anticipate the Cowboys matching up against Jason Garrett's high flying offense in New York? Uh, you know, I, this is this is <laughs> this is a, this is a struggling offense. You know, this is an offense that has struggled. Shocker. Yeah, <laughs> this is a struggling <laughs> offense. This offense has struggled more than the Cowboys even, um, and a lot of the similar issues. To be honest, I think with you know offensive line being a problem, uh, you know, I, I I would add besides injury, they've also just have a very you know 
lacking it's a bad roster. Lacking yes, talent. It's a bad yeah. roster. <laughs> and beyond that, too, I think you know coaching has been a problem. And I mean, from the very top, I mean, Joe Judge's mm-hmm. uh, insistence on trying to uh, rotate offensive linemen has probably not worked out too great. And I don't know what it's going to do for uh, Thomas's future uh, as a left tackle, as a young, talented, high draft pick rookie uh, left tackle uh, to kind of be pushed in and out and and, and be limited opportunities. I think it's probably better just to let him stick it in there and and see how it goes. But either way, it's going to be to the Cowboys' benefit because I think that's one of the big advantages this week is the Cowboys' defensive edges versus the the offensive tackles of of the New York Giants. You know, they Cam Fleming, I think Cowboys fans all very much remember Cam Fleming. Fine, sure do. <laughs> fine, fine backup, I guess. I mean, if you need him to, but he's been starting and, and, and is obviously very easily exposed. And Demarcus Lawrence knows him pretty well, too. Licking his probably, chops, I'm sure. Which is probably problematic. So, uh, and, you know, the way Randy Gregory has played these last few weeks, mm-hmm. any, any, any left tackle you put out there is probably going to have some issues. So, uh, I think that's really where the Cowboys should try to make their hay is that, like you mentioned, this is a team that has given the ball away a lot. And I think that the Cowboys' edge pressure is going to be a, a case where that, that's going to cause a lot of disruption. Uh, disruption causes chaos uh, and chaos. And Daniel Jones has not been such a great combination for the New York Giants. So I, I think that is where the hay needs to be made for this Dallas team. Guys like Donovan Wilson and Diggs who have been play- – and obviously Anthony Brown. I mean, guys you – know, I yeah, think Anthony sure. Brown has looked like a different player when he's gotten the opportunity to play. Play a little bit more zone, you know, and just because when he well, gets and he's healthy too. That's yeah. the other thing. I no, think he's healthier course. than that's he was health, a month I mean, ago. That's a huge thing as well. But these guys, I think, some of these these players uh, that have had uh, strong versatility to play both man and zone equally uh, have mm-hmm. been kind of were left to the wayside to a large degree by Chris Richard because they wanted to play a lot of man. They wanted to play a whole bunch of man, and then when they didn't play man, they played cover three, which is essentially just man vertically when you know so uh I, I think for the cowboys they're seeing that a healthy defensive back crew that's playing a little bit more defense that they're starting to feel more comfortable in uh and and when you add in the, the fact that guys like demarcus lawrence and, and gregory are able to, able to get pressure you throw in a flash there randomly from the defensive tackle a young defensive tackle group uh and and you've got you know the makings of something that could maybe be a little bit disruptive for someone like daniel jones yeah, you covered a lot there, and that's exactly what it is. The Cowboys need to win on the edge, right? They have a pretty massive uh, advantage with Demarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory. If those guys can win, they'll have some success. Uh, one other note on defense, Landon. Uh, it doesn't appear that Leighton Van Rush is going to play in this game. He's still dealing yeah. with a high ankle sprain. I, I feel bad saying this, but... But I almost think that's better off in this game because you have Sean Lee, who actually played really well last week. And what I'm noticing about Sean Lee is when he goes up against an offense that he knows really well, yeah. and he does, I mean, he just he has such a great instinct of where to be. I think this game against a Jason Garrett offense, <laughs> I would not be yeah. surprised if he has a monster game because he's going to know every single call, right? I, he's going to know everything at the line of scrimmage. I, you know, I remember when uh, I used to go. I, mean, I used to go before before 2020 when I used to go to training camp. Uh, you know, they used to they the, the offensive coaches hated hated Sean Lee because <laughs> they, they they said that he was cheating. 
you know, and, and to a large degree, he probably was because he knew all of Jason Garrett's plays in, inside mm-hmm. and out. I mean, after seven whatever training camps of going against Jason Garrett, he knew his playbook uh, probably better than 85% of the New York Giants staff, I would imagine. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that there is something there. You know, I mean, that's obviously the biggest strength Sean Lee has is his uh, his smarts, his processor, his anticipation skills. Uh, and we talked about it. He doesn't quite have the, the, the athleticism that he's had in the past. He's trying to make up for it with with the smarts, and so far it's still working. So, uh, I I you know I hate to say this, but I kind of agree. I think that not having Leighton Vander Esch may be beneficial for, for the, the Cowboys this this week, and it's just an opportunity to kind of get some guys who really understand this offense really well uh, a, a, a chance to expose it for the entire defense. I want to talk about Daniel Jones really quickly, Landon, because I'm curious to see what type of game plan the Cowboys use against him because he is a threat to run the ball. I mean, pretty athletic for a guy of his size. Uh, Not the most accurate passer, does struggle holding onto the football. Do you anticipate the Cowboys blitzing him a lot in this game? Or do you think we'll see more of the defense that we saw like last week against uh, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, where it's three man rushes and drop everybody in coverage and force the quarterback to make tight window throws. Well, I, you know, I don't know if this is to believe be believed or not, but it sounds like you know that he's come out and said to the New York press that that he has some sort of stay in the pocket mandate from his coaches, and I think it's because of injury concerns, to, you know, that, sure. they've, yeah. that have, have popped up in the past. But you know. If I'm the Cowboys, I'm testing the waters. You know, make sure. him get out, make him get out of the pocket, and see what he can do. I I think that Daniel Jones is probably his most dangerous. You know, getting out and running the football and, mm-hmm. and, and with his legs, but I don't think he's so dangerous at it that we can't test the waters there first. You know, and see what see what yeah, he see up with. see how healthy he is, right? Yeah, exactly. If, if he can't if he can't get outside the pocket and really kill you on the read options, because that's how he's beaten teams before is yes. uh, doing the read options, and then the defense all crashes on the running backs, and then he can get up to twenty one miles an hour and you know make plays in the open field. If he can't do that. We're talking about a significantly different and lesser quarterback than what we've seen over the first, you know, for the entire season. If he's not healthy and, and the Cowboys are able to prove that in game, blood is in the water. Yeah. Because, I mean, they'll, they'll send everybody after him and he won't be able to get out. And he's not a good enough quarterback against the Blitz to make the Cowboys pay that way. And even if he was... You know, the, Darius Slayton has had kind of a rough sophomore year. Shepard is back to kind of being Shepard, but he is not the kind of wide receiver who is, you know, the uh, the the main focus of an offense, especially no. when he's a complimentary guy. Yeah. yeah, especially when you're not getting anything from Ingram, you got no Golden Tate. This is a broken offense in a lot of ways, and and if and if Daniel Jones isn't healthy and able to run the football and b- provide some sort of extra element to this offense. Uh, without that extra element, there's zero element. And, and I mean, I, I don't want to be that way. Look, and, and, and let me be clear. The one thing that do, does give me pause, and you're going to laugh about this, but it, I think it still is a concern, is uh, they are the Cowboys are still hovering below uh, the McCool Mosier line or whatever <laughs> we, we want to call it. They are still giving it's up. It's the McMosier line. Yeah, the that's McMosier what we line. Mean. You're taking a lot of credit for, for something that I, <laughs> I threw you a bone to give you credit for, Marcus. Uh, Go ahead. <laughs> so uh, they're still giving up running yards at such a rate that – 
you know that 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 if the, the Giants are able to continue, and look, the Giants don't have a great offensive line. They haven't been able no, to run the football. No. I guess I'm not trying to say that they are, but the cow that hasn't stopped the Cowboys from giving no. up yards to teams like that before. No. And if the Cowboys are able to give up a whole bunch of yards to the ground, even with the hurt Daniel Jones, that is a great way to lose this football game. Mm-hmm. And and if you know the the, the thing that we. <laughs> There would be some irony there, I would say, if the way that the Cowboys were unable to make it to the playoffs this year is that Jason Garrett wouldn't stop running the football when other with teams Alfred Morris, did, yeah, when other teams <laughs> did stop running the yeah. football. So, and and that was the way that the, the teams beat them because honestly, I think at times teams have played into the Cowboys' hands by giving up on the run too easily yes, when the I Cowboys have. were not able to stop. And so that's not what Jason Garrett's going to do. So, uh, you know, they're, they're, it would be quite ironic if that's ultimately what was the Cowboys' undoing was that Jason Garrett wouldn't give up on the run and, and the Cowboys couldn't stop it. Yeah, we have seen Alfred Morris uh, ruin the Cowboys in Week 17 before, so <laughs> it would not be, would not be surprising if it, it happened again, right? It happened this decade, so uh, yeah. you know, I guess it could happen again. It's it's a good way to close out the decade. Yeah. It's not a good way to close out the decade. Let me be clear; it's a terrible yeah, way. So I, I, I would. I would love to see the Cowboys just really force Jason Garrett out of his tendencies. Like in eight first down, put eight and nine guys in the box and just dare Daniel Jones to beat you and do it every single first down because we know that Jason Garrett, that's just not something he wants to do. So if you're constantly getting these teams or getting the Giants into second and nine, second and eight, that's just not where they want to live on offense. So really, really play up to Garrett's tendencies. See if he can uh, shake out of his own skin and be somebody different. Different. Uh, hint, hint. He won't. He'll he'll be the exact same co- coach that he's been his oh, entire boy. career. But uh, it's going to be really fascinating. The Giants' offense this year, second worst in the NFL. They're averaging just 16 points per game. It's been really, really bad over the last month and a half. Uh, so it'll be fascinating to see if the Cowboys can hold them to what do we think 20, 21 points. If they can hold them under that, they can probably win this game. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I actually, I think I predicted on the, the on the show 28 to 24 Cowboys. So I, I think that's probably 24 points. Just because I don't imagine that they should be able to muster up 21 points. Uh, but then again, I'll give them an extra three because I've been, it feels like I've been so wrong about uh, whether or not the Cowboys' defense is going to show up or, or not yeah, this week. I, I, to be honest, Landon, I have no feel for this game at all. Like I could easily see the Cowboys running away with it because, again, the Giants' offense has been so bad. Yeah. Uh, they're going to score some points. We saw it you know, early on in this season when they put up what it was, 34 against Dallas. I do think the Cowboys' defense has been playing better. Yep. Uh, they, ha- they do have some guys that are going to be out, and that's going to be a little bit of a problem. But to me, this feels like a 2017 type of game that comes down to the last possession or two and who can get a stop and who can make a field goal. Uh, It's in New York. We'll see what the weather is going to be like, but Landon, at the very least, this is a lot of fun. Like this is the first time all season long that I'm like really, really excited for a game because we just, we know how important it is. And it's, you get those nerves and those butterflies. And this is why we like football so much. This is why we, we do a podcast every single day is for games like this. Meaningful games, meaningful football. You know, the fact that, and, and, and honestly, it was one of the things I talked with her, with Patricia about on the Locked on Giants crossover show is, you know, I think that just the, the fact that 
you know we could look at this game uh, a month ago and 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 be and be you know just like ugh, it's it's gonna be a meaningless football it's not gonna count for anything the fact that we're playing for a playoff spot you know and that's the thing about this game even that we're playing before the the washington uh, eagles game so mm-hmm. We're playing for something, as far yeah. as any of us are yeah. concerned. So, uh, and, and whether or not, whether or not the outcome of the other game happens, we'll, we have to play for it to win to get in. It's going to be like a playoff game. Yeah, it's going to be like a playoff game. The fact that we're playing for something meaningful and and it actually means something. I mean, we've kind of let team tank and and all that kind of. I know that there's a side of the fandom that's still on that ride, but it's time to let it go at this point, right? Sure. Because uh, it's time we're in the playoffs, and look, no one's got high expectations for this team to go on a run, but there is the element of anything can happen when you get in. So, uh, and we're gonna test that theory, folks. So uh, hopefully, you know, we get a big win on Sunday, uh, and then Washington uh, and, and Philadelphia takes care of business uh, against Washington. And we see, we'll see, see what happens the following week. Maybe uh, maybe we get lucky. We get in. Yeah, so I've already talked myself into, hey, if the Cowboys win and they make the playoffs, you know, if the Rams happen to beat the Cardinals this week, which not all that unlikely, and the Tampa Bay loses to Atlanta and they might be resting starters, could Dallas beat the Rams at home without Jared Goff? Like, that's certainly in the realm of possibilities. And how cool would it be for Mike McCarthy to, to get another chance against Sean McVay after week one in a game that they should have won? So I'm already talking myself into the making a little bit of a run. So that, that, again, this NFC is why we love wide football. open. It, 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 it's <laughs> wide open. Anything can happen. You can sure. you want to talk yourself into any of this. Honestly, I'll, I'll ride along with you on it. Yeah, let's let's do. I want I want Aaron Rodgers against Mike McCarthy in the divisional round. Let's do it. Let's let's get rid of all those demons. I, I don't know what. if I want that. Honestly, <laughs> oh man, uh, it's just it's so great to have a meaningful game. It, that's yeah. that's really we all season long. It seemed like after that Week Five game against the Giants, where Dak got hurt, uh, everything just kind of went down the tubes and was so depressing. To but to have this game at the end of the season, whether the Cowboys win or lose. It's going to be a lot of fun. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. Have a great New Year's, everybody. We will be back on Monday to review all the action from Week 17, and we will see you next time.